Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of The House of Bang Bang. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that I live and work on, the Awabakal and Waramai people, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. And I also extend that respect to the traditional owners of the land that my guest is coming from today. I have the absolute honor to speak to this babe who has been teaching for a number of years and is now the boss of the amazing Muse School of Burlesque. We're talking to May De La Rue. Hello, May. Hi, Betty. I'm coming to you from Darawalka-speaking country. So lovely to uh, hear that acknowledgement and uh, extend our respects to all of the elders past and present. Yes, absolutely. It's it's wonderful to be able to converse remotely, but yeah, it's 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 a great time. Um, so I am so excited to have you on the show. You are here to talk about a number of things, but we're going to kick it off first. Tell me about Muse School of Burlesque. Yes. So the Muse School of Burlesque is, uh, it's my school of burlesque. It's very exciting. Um, I realized last year, uh, last year was 10 years of performing as May De La Rue. And it wow. dawned on me very late last year that actually this year would be five years of teaching. Um, and I'll, look, I'll be really honest, I still have imposter syndrome. There are days I'm like, why do people want to learn from me? <laughs> um, and then I have to remind myself that, you know, hey, I've got 10 years of experience and maybe I do know a thing or two. Um, mm. But yeah, it was kind of a bit of a crazy uh, opportunity, actually. There was, uh, yeah, five years ago, uh, the performer who used to own and run the Risky Business School of Burlesque, which is based in Wollongong, uh, was mm. retiring and heading off to um, northern New South Wales uh, and invited me to take over the school. Uh, and mm. so I did with, with much trepidation, <laughs> going, what am I going to do? And uh, so, yeah, that was late 2017, and I, I started teaching in 2018. Uh, and then, so I was just in Wollongong, had a really great response. And in 2019, uh, I rebranded to the Muse School of Burlesque, something a little bit closer to my sort of branding and style. Uh, and mm. I also uh, took a bit of a leap of faith and expanded into the Sutherland Shire, which is in the south of Sydney, which is where I actually live. That is awesome. Wow. So many things happening in, in such a a short time frame. So for anyone who hasn't heard of the Muse School of Burlesque, what can they expect to learn there? I mean, obviously burlesque, but if, if they've never delved into the world of burlesque, what would you tell them? Yeah, it's it's definitely um, definitely burlesque focus. I know there's a couple of other schools around who uh, have a really cross cross-functional uh, teaching style where you can learn other things like Lyra and uh, pole and, and other forms of dance. Um, I'm mm. not skilled enough in those areas to branch out, but I, I do always try and welcome uh, guest muses to come and teach their expertise in workshops and things like that. Um, but I mm. always like to look at what I'm teaching uh, and delivering at the Muse School of Burlesque and make sure it's really tailored to uh, the beginner level as well as a more open level. Uh, so my goal is to welcome new people into the burlesque scene but also mm -hmm. provide opportunities for people to learn and grow. Uh, I find a lot of the time 
people come in um, and the great thing about Muse is, is we do have people of all genders coming to our classes and all ages mm-hmm. and all sizes. Uh, by all ages, I do mean over 18. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it's really exciting to see people come in. Some of them just want to come and do classes and have some fun and that's great. Others really take to it and uh, want to become performers uh, and so we've had some people who mm. have come through and become performers and 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 go on to to their own performance um, sort of styles and things like that so being able to give students um, a variety of teachers and a variety of things to learn and, and a variety of opportunities to get on stages is is kind of my main focus so creating some shows for them to perform at or connecting them into the community to go and perform at other burlesque shows and competitions around australia that tends to be uh, my big goal yes and that's really great because i think you know as uh, as former students ourselves um to be able to learn burlesque um at a school is really wonderful but then to have the opportunity to perform at the end of the term is really amazing yeah it's huge i mean look i'm still learning i still take classes um especially Mm -hmm. uh, look one of the positives from the COVID pandemic actually was the advent of online classes so i do look for opportunities to learn from my peers i often zoom into classes in different parts of the country um or or watch them on playback to um kind of hone and hone my own skills um, mm. So that's that's one of those things I like to make sure that I'm still learning and I'm still demonstrating the the value in actually learning from other people because um, mm. if I'm trying to instill if I'm trying to teach students and and people different things about burlesque you know I I can't get stuck in one mindset or one set of information so I like to try and make sure I'm very well read and and uh, experiencing lots of different things. But um, to your point, yes, having having somewhere to perform is uh, is huge. Um, and you know, mm. a lot of the time, performing for the first time can be terrifying. Um, now, I suspect I think you and I started around a similar time, actually, uh, and you mm. had a different name back then. Um, I did. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that was before. That was really before there were many burlesque schools. I knew of a couple of people who were teaching and they were teaching through like pole dance schools and places like that. So I went to a couple of classes with them. Um, but mm. really that was the days when it was, um, there was, uh, you would have performed at the Peel in Sydney, quite an iconic um, yes. an iconic show that Lauren LaRouge and Holly Jadol used to run. And it was very much mm. for the, the cherry poppers, the people who are performing for the first time or new to performing. Um, and I remember, actually, funny story. I don't know if you know this one, Betty. Um, yeah. I made my debut and four days later left the country for a year and a half. Oh, oh, I do remember this. Yes, because you made your debut and then I was like, where'd she go? <laughs> yeah, I went, and lived in, I went and lived in the UK for a year and a half. Um, and so when I came back, people had no idea who I was. Uh, but all the old yeah. school people knew who I was. It was really quite funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. Th- those were the days where there was individual shows to get on to kind of do your performances. But, you know, if you didn't know the right people, or if you didn't know about the shows, there, there weren't many performance opportunities. Um, so I yes. think the the growth in the burlesque schools scene in Australia, there's always been schools overseas, but I see those expanding overseas and I see the number of schools in Australia expanding. Um, 
bit of a double-edged sword because it means we have lots of people coming in to perform and so it's very hard to make space for all of those people to have an equal opportunity to perform but at the same time mm. we're increasing our audience of people who are excited and interested and want to see burlesque and you know with the schools growing and people being able to turn it into full-time businesses means that they can actually stage large shows like I look at some of the interstate schools and I I, I cheer them on from afar because they're running enormous mm. showcases which are just such a fabulous opportunity for for performers whether they're brand new whether they're returning whether they're testing out a new solo like it's just such a great and welcoming opportunity to perform like it's such a mm. nice way to actually pop that cherry or get out on stage and and feel confident performing because you know that the audience are a, a bunch of people who are going to cheer you on no matter what yeah absolutely i i absolutely agree with that and yes having that transition from going from the class setting to a stage um can be quite eye-opening but also quite amazing so on that note what what do you think the more um attended classes i guess for new uh performers or, or new people to burlesque would be is it more of like learning the history and style of strip or, or what do you think it would be what i'm experiencing uh even even with my school it's quite interesting so uh, as i said we have classes in both wollongong and the sutherland shire now wollongong mm. and the illawarra is always far easier to attract people to come to classes it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I put it out, use social media, get it out there, and we usually have a very strong number of people, strong number of registrations. The the Sutherland Shire mm. is an entirely different kettle of fish. Um, and I'm, right. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, if I knew, I would have cracked the code. Um, <laughs> so we have smaller classes in the Shire, but there's still people who are, they are still people who are very excited and, and keen to learn. Um, but what I do find is um, the group classes where they learn a choreography tend to be the ones that are the most appealing. Um, and if there's anything I've learned and I need to apply to my own school uh, in watching mm. a, a number of other schools is uh, I find that if you promote the, the song or the theme that the the act will be to the group performance will be to that usually will help drive people to actually register yeah um, okay. really yeah it's really interesting uh, you know i can sort of say hey there's a a, a group class and you'll learn this kind of thing um, but if you say mm. it's a 90s you know 90s mashup song like 90s mashup act that's going to mm. bring a lot of people you know it's going to bring a lot of people like you and me betty to be honest um yeah. so yeah attracts attracts uh, the people who are really interested in that kind of thing um but yeah, i think a big yeah. challenge a big challenge we face is a lot of people i think people see burlesque and they might have seen the movie and have a particular thought about what burlesque is um mm. or they see the word and they have a bit of an idea what it might be and they just want to come along and, and have a bit of bit of a fun time with some friends. There seems to be less interest to come for the historical, like that side of learning. So what I'm trying mm. to do is figure out how and when to build in the history into what we're teaching, even if it's a modern a modern theme, a neo-style burlesque. So I'm mm. really trying to instill that in my teachers and, and find ways that we can 
still embed that history of where burlesque came from so that we're not producing students who you know are flippant about you know the rich history and the connections to sex work and uh you know yeah. the struggles that people have gone through who've gone before us that now make it so easy for us to run a burlesque school and put a burlesque show on like you know that was that was all very hard won um so yes. it's a my, my current focus and passion is to try and infuse what we're teaching with the history yeah and i think it's it's so important to do that and um you know it's it's funny you say that um learning the history isn't really something that draws a lot of people in i guess with most art forms I guess, well, I mean, with, a with you know, say Dita Von Tees, for example, a lot of people tend to be attracted to burlesque classes because of that vibe, because of, you know, she's so well known and she's incredible on stage um, for her own, her own strip and strut and everything that she does uh, incredibly. And when you get into, I mean, when we did classes, I remember when, oh, way back when I did classes at Blush Dance School, when that was around. Mm -hmm. Me too, um, yes. Yeah. And I remember doing like a fan class and every like 10 minutes, the teacher would say something about an amazing fan dancer who started this movement, who brought this one move in and, and it was amazing. And it was, it was really cool to hear some history amongst the, like the teachings of the class. So it wasn't just like, here's a history lesson. It was like, you know, bits divvied up throughout the hour or, or however long we were there. It was really great. Yeah, I think a lot of that art and knowledge to that teaching style has, has been lost. Like I know there's a lot of performers and teachers who have retired and or moved on and, and um, there's still a, some of them are still available to share that knowledge, but it's more in a you have to mm. seek them out kind of way. So mm. that's, that's where my, my mind has been lately going, yeah, exactly. How, how do we build that in? But also thinking a bit laterally around, I mean, the difference between when you and I started, you know, 10 or so years ago and now mm. like social media is huge. So how do we use social media uh, or how do we use different technologies? And given that people's attention spans are much more, you know, sound bite based these days, you know, how do we mm. make sure that we're giving them that information that they can even go and look into later? So I've been looking at and I'm victim of my own busyness. I've got all these plans that I keep not getting to. Things like um, I've spent the last couple of years reading a, a huge number of books from, mm. you know, about the history of burlesque and things like that. Uh, and I keep meaning to write up, you know, blogs about, you know, like a review essentially of the book to help people understand whether they should pick it up and read it. And if they are, if they do have it or if they are going to buy it, what they're going to expect. Um, and, yeah. you know, turning those into sort of things that are digestible on social media. So we'll see. Hopefully I'll get to that in the next year or so. <laughs> yes. In terms of your um, note on social media, it's, it's such a force to be able to promote and get businesses out there and what you're doing. And I've seen recently that you have some um, instructors that are, going to, that are going to be teaching with the Muse School of Burlesque. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. Uh, so last year, 2022, was the first year that I actually had regular teachers uh, join me at the Muse School of mm. Burlesque. So before then, it was just me. <laughs> uh, wow. So I would drive. I would drive to Wollongong, um, and depending on where what venue I was using, that could be anywhere from a 40 minute to an hour drive each way 
go and teach classes, turn around, drive home. And then the next night I would teach in the Sutherland Shire. Uh, and I feel like that's a young person's game and I wasn't young when I was doing it. Um, <laughs> but it was the way to kind of keep things going. Um, mm. And and actually that was I was doing that throughout 2018, uh, 2019 um, and 2020 just before we locked down. Uh, and I did move online to um, uh, to try and, and keep some momentum going. But I, I very quickly realized that uh, I'm in a really privileged position. I have a full-time day job. I'm actually a social media manager. Uh, yeah. And so I knew, I knew that I didn't need to run classes and make money. It wasn't my main income. So I very swiftly um, put together lists of schools that were doing online classes and artists who are doing uh, who were doing online work and things like that and I I sent my students elsewhere because I knew mm. that competing wasn't worthwhile I needed to be supporting the community but from mm. that shutdown time and, and when we first went into lockdown we weren't quite sure how long it was all going to go for we were in the process at Muse of um, running solo act development classes and I had a, a student come uh, Trixie Vixen who mm. had relatively recently moved into the Illawarra area. Um, she had moved from Wagga, I think it was, to um, the Illawarra. Uh, and she had been starting to teach some classes in, in Shell Harbour, which is further south in, in the Illawarra, uh, but had come to my classes to, to learn more about developing acts and so on and so forth. And um, after a little while, uh, and as we were sort of coming back into sort of 2021 and end of 2021 she came to me and said oh you know I used to run used to start teaching in the area but but actually I think I'd rather just come and teach with you would that be possible um mm. and so yeah we we started with Trixie teaching in Wollongong which for me was a godsend because it meant that I didn't have to drive you know the two-hour return trip to go and teach in Wollongong uh, it meant I could focus yeah. on um, teaching in in Sutherland Shire and not being as exhausted as I had been for a few years, um, yeah, and so yeah, having yeah. having Trixie start teaching in Wollongong was really great. Um, and then I also uh, in 2021 I had taken over what was then called Burlesque Idol and rebranded it to Burlesque Muse for the year. So it was a mm -hmm. competition, popular vote competition, burlesque competition where. Um, you know, more often than not, it was newer performers would be using it as a platform to increase their audience, get some feedback, um, have have some bigger stage time and that sort of mm. thing. And so when I ran that, um, I ran the Sydney leg as well as a number of other legs around Australia and took over as the, the national director for the year. Uh, but I mm. did discover through the Sydney show, um, Lulu Law, who, be, who came second in Sydney, uh, and I realised during that process that she was actually based in the Shire, probably 10 minutes down the road from where I live right now. Uh, oh, and so I kind of kept an eye on her uh, in 2021. Of course, we went into another set of lockdowns. So <laughs> there's only so mm. many things you can do when it's all locked down. Uh, but, yeah, last year, um, about mid-year, once I'd, once I'd sort of established classes in Wollongong with uh, Trixie and you know, we'd sort of gone through that learning process of, of how do we work together as, as, you know, someone who runs the school and someone who teaches at the school. And I could see that it was actually really valuable to my students to have a different voice and a different person bringing uh, a, a very different style and a different thoughts and, and choreography 
Uh, it was yeah. great to see that happening. And so then I felt confident enough to then reach out to Lulu and see if she was interested in doing something similar in the Shire so that, you know, I had more than just myself. Um, in the past, actually, it's quite funny. Um, the company mm. I work for has offices overseas in New Zealand. So sometimes I would go to New Zealand for a week at a time and it would mean I'd be missing my own class that I was teaching. So I used to get um, some fabulous friends who who do still come and teach at Muse. So I've, I've you know, relied on people like Rainbow, uh, Sugar Dara mm. Ma, uh, Miss Surely Not to come in and teach a class or two while I'm overseas. Uh, yeah. So I'd had a little bit of practice in that whole how to how to communicate with and work with a different teacher. Uh, but, you know, bringing Trixie on board in, a, in a, a longer term kind of focus and then being able to reach out to Lulu, I was like, oh, actually I can focus on the business that is the musical of burlesque rather than just running from uh from class to performance and so on and so forth and it actually um it's been really great to be able to have different influences on my students um and be able to have a little bit more time back to myself to be honest yeah yeah absolutely wow what a journey it sounds it sounds amazing and it sounds very collaborative and you know you've taken the school from you know just primarily being based in Wollongong to being in two locations now Finishing up, wrapping this whole episode up, what would you like to tell our listeners before we go? I I would really love listeners to think about giving burlesque a go. Uh, it doesn't matter your age, mm. your size, your gender. Um, probably best if you are over 18. <laughs> the content is yeah. uh, sexual in nature. Um, but I often get people who are in their 50s or 60s even, uh, you know, mm. saying, oh, I, I probably can't do that. And and actually, I have quite a number of students who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who come to classes and, and get their kit off and have a great time. And I have mm. people who can get concerned that, oh, I, I can't dance or I'm too big or, you know, people are worried about their body. And I'm like, come along because everybody can burlesque like burlesque is for everybody yeah. and we will find ways for you to do it um, and there's no mm. need to perform if you don't want to it's actually just about dedicating a bit of time to yourself in an environment mm. that is open and welcoming um, to learn a new thing um, I've actually just been reminding people um, so it's you know start of a new year so I'm reminding people that your New Year's resolutions don't need to be set around weight, but if your resolutions are around things like trying something new, meeting new people, um, getting mm. out of your comfort zone, exercising or moving more, those sorts of things, to actually really consider giving burlesque a go. It's, a, it's probably one of the most fun things that I can provide to the world. And, and I, the number of times I see students come to class and they might have low self-esteem or not too sure of themselves and they walk away with a plethora of new friends, a massive mm -hmm. smile on their face and goodness, watching people's confidence just grow exponentially simply through the laughter and ridiculousness yeah. that we have in a class. So if mm. you're in the Illawarra or Southern Sydney, come to Muse School of Burlesque. If you're not in those areas, I guarantee there's a school not that far from you and there's plenty of people who also teach online. So I think 2023 is a great year to give burlesque a go. Um, come and see mm. some shows, support your local schools, support your local performers. I think it's a, a great time and space to um, 
explore such a glamorous world. Yes, and such a beautiful message there to finish this session off from May de la Rue. For all our listeners, I will pop all of the um, description notes under this episode. Um, so if you just click the drop down, you'll see all the details and you'll also see links to the socials connected to Muse School of Burlesque and also to May de la Rue. Uh, May, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. Thank you. Thank you. It's been really great chatting to you, Betty, and I, I look forward to the next 10 or more years of, of being friends and doing this ridiculous, glamorous business of ours. Yes, it's a fun time, isn't it? Each show that we, we see each other at or we meet our friends at that we haven't seen in a long time, it's really lovely to get together again. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, there is always seat a seat at this table for you and this is a safe space for everyone. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>